O oh, Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly, while the nearer waters roll, while the tempest still is high. Hide me, O oh, my Savior, hide, till the storm of life is past. Safe into the haven, guide. Oh, receive my life at last. It's our prayer. Dear God, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm holding here in my hands a book that has changed the inside of me. And I want it to do the same for you. In August, I flew out, first of August, to British Columbia. Anybody here from that great country, province of British Columbia, in a camp called Hope. And I was really excited about going because anybody who's been to Hope camp says, man, wait till you see the mountains that just surround that place, snow-covered. There's nothing like it. So I, when we drove up to the camp, I'm telling you the truth, because of the wildfires that BC has really struggled with, it was just yellow cloud, and you couldn't see a mountain around. I think the people there were as disappointed as I was because, you know, here's this American kid coming, and we want to show him the best. It's a great camp. We have four or 5,000 adults, plus young adults, plus teenagers, and on and on and on. So I got there late Thursday afternoon, and time change and all. I want to go to bed early, because I, I got to get up early. I'm going to preach to the pastors and their wives first thing in the morning. So I went to bed, got up early. I wanted to catch breakfast before that preaching, so I went down to the cafeteria, and as it would happen, a, as I walked into the door, a, another, a, a young man from another direction at the same moment, boom, we meet. He said, hi, I'm Lucas. I said, I'm Dwight. Are you doing Lucas? Yeah, I said, I know. We got your website. And, uh, you know, I'm a lay preacher, so we borrow the stuff that's on the website. I said, help yourself. That's why it's there. We're going through the cafeteria line together, and I'm thinking, I'm going to sit with this guy. He's the only guy I know in this building. So when he sits down, I sit down right across from him. We start our breakfast. And he looks up. He says, hey, you ever, heard about, uh, you ever heard about this book called Steps to Personal Revival, Being Filled with the Holy Spirit? I said, nope. I said, who wrote it? He said, Helmut Haubiel. I said, really? Adventist? Yeah. What's it about? Well, it's about the Holy Spirit. 23 languages it's been translated into. Really? German writer, 23 languages, 600,000 copies all over the world now. You serious? How come I haven't heard about this book? I said, coincidentally, I'm going to be speaking on the Holy Spirit up with the uh, pastors and the wise. He said, I'm going to be there. I said, good. After, the, after that little uh, worship with the, with the uh, pastoral family, he comes up to me. He says, here, here's the book. And he handed me this book. And he wrote in it, God bless your ministry, praying for you to Dwight from Lucas, August 4, Acts 1-8, his email address and his cell phone. So it's a busy weekend. I mean, it's 24 hours of Sabbath preaching. But in between, I'm finding little snatches where I can sit down with this book, and I'm telling you the gospel truth. I, I, I get into this book, and I say, this is an unusual book. I mean, it's written in German, and now it's in English. But what's up with this content? I'm reading every chance I get on the plane back. I'm now on my third time through this book. And when I'm through, I'm realizing 
this, I have to share this. Somebody's got to hear this. Met with the staff on Monday. Copied out because the book is free. It's free. I'm going to give it to you at the end of this, at, at the end of this homily. I'm going to give it to you. It's free. Met with the staff this, this Monday. So we all took turns reading the first chapter, going around. And I'm telling you, I'm watching the staff read. And I have seen the staff read many books. But something was going on in the moment of the reading. And I'm saying, God, what is this happening? Are you, you're just putting your little thumb, fingerprints all over this, aren't you? And I knew there's no way we could begin this new school year at Andrews University in the Pioneer Memorial Church. We could not begin it without considering this theme. So we got a little mini-series that's beginning right now called Ground Zero in the New Reformation. Subtitle, How to be Filled, How to be Baptized with the Holy Spirit. We got Martin Luther coming up, 500th anniversary. We're going to talk about Martin Luther big time in October. The New Reformation. Maybe this is the key. See a website up there? There's a study guide if you're watching right now because I'm not going to wait. We're going to plunge right into this. Let me cut to the chase. Pull the study guide. You have a study guide in your worship bulletin today. Would you please pull it out and your Bible? Let's go. I want to give you the Cliff's Notes red-letter version of what Jesus said less than 24 hours before his execution. In fact, 12 hours before his execution. Because if a man is on death row and he knows he's on death row, what he's speaking about is really important to him and for his friends. So I want to invite you to open your Bible to the Gospel of John, chapter 16. Take a look at this. This is the Cliff Notes version. So you're going to get this fast and furious. Hope you have your seatbelt on because we're flying right now. John chapter 16. I'm in the NIV. You're going to drop down to verse 5 and read in your hearing the red letter, the red letter truth of the Holy Spirit. So this is the Lord Himself telling us, before I die, I need to tell you about a gift I'm going to give you. Uh, chapter 16 of John, verse 5. But now I am going to Him who sent me. None of you ask me, where are you going? Rather. You're filled with grief because I said these things, but ver- here it comes. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. Grab your pen right now and fill it in on the study guide, please. Fill it in. The Holy Spirit will take Jesus' place with us. I leave, he comes. So these are the red letter words in, in the upper room. So let's go back to uh, chapter 14. For me, it's just across the page. Uh, John chapter 14, pick it up in verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Verse 17, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Wow, jot it down, will you please? The Holy Spirit. I left out verse 18. I will not leave you. Well, that's a great, that's the wrong line to leave out because this is so good. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you, but I won't be here. I will come to you. So what, now jot it down. The Holy Spirit not only will take Jesus' place with us, he will also bring Jesus' presence into us. Now go to verse 26, same chapter, uh, Revelation, um, John chapter 14, verse 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Jot it down now. The Holy Spirit will teach Jesus' truths to us. 
One more. Chapter 15, same verse, verse 26. Chapter 15, and when the advocate comes, who I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Jot it down one more time. The Holy Spirit will speak Jesus' testimony through us. Hey, listen, ladies and gentlemen, can you believe what we just read? That's absolutely phenomenal. Did you, have you caught it? That when this Spirit, when this Spirit comes, guess what He comes with? He comes bearing the very presence and power of Jesus Himself. The Jesus who was here 2,000 years ago keeps what He did 2,000 years ago alive on this planet through this advocate, this, this Holy Spirit. In fact, get this. It is the mission of the Holy Spirit to so be inside of you and me that when anybody ever bumps into us, the very first impression they have is, yo, that guy reminds me of Jesus. That's the deal. J.I. Packer, great uh, British theologian, happens to live in Canada now. J.I. Packer, in his book, Keep in Step with the Spirit, Finding Fullness in Our Walk with God. This is dynamite. I put it on the screen for you. You have it in your study guide. By the way, I got this from my friend Frank Hosel's Sabbath School lesson studies from the winter of this year. Little clue here, never throw your quarterly away. Hang on to it. This really came in handy for me. Look at this quote, J.I. Packer, on the screen. The Spirit's message to us is never. Yo, look at me. Listen to me. Come to me. Get to know me. No, 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 no. But always look to Him and see His glory. Listen to Him and hear His Word. Go to Him and have life. Get to know Him and taste His gift of joy and peace. The Spirit, we might say, and I love this, the Spirit, we might say, is the matchmaker. You know what a matchmaker? Matchmaker, matchmaker. You know what a matchmaker does, don't you? Brings two people together for life. Yeah, so I love this. Packer's, Packer says, the spirit, we might say, is the matchmaker, the celestial marriage broker, whose role it is to bring us and Christ together and, oh, hold on, and ensure that we stay together. So the Holy Spirit says, hey, right, I got one mission in your life. Yo, Susan, I have one mission in your life, and that is to get you to Jesus. I'm going to get you to Jesus, and then my mission is I'm going to keep you. I'm going to keep you with Jesus as long as you let me. I have one mission. Holy Spirit never shows up and, hey, guys, let's have a party. I'm here now. Nope. He is the most humble being in the universe, just like the Father and just like the Son, by the way. They're always pointing at the other one. Not me. Look at him. You thank him. No, you thank him. No, you thank him. That's the way they are. Wow. I'll get you together. I'll keep you together. That's why Jesus says, by the way, it's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I'm here, you don't get it. And that's how, I love the way Desire of Ages puts it right here. It's in your study guide, though, on the screen for you. The Holy Spirit is Christ's representative, but divested of the personality of humanity and independent thereof. Now, what in the world is all that saying? Keep reading. Cumbered with humanity, Christ could not be in every place personally. Look at Jesus has five fingers on one hand now, and he has five fingers on the other, and five toes too on each, t- on each foot. He, if, if Jesus is with you, if Jesus is with you, he can't be with me because I'm talking, I'm just, I'm not available right now. But the Holy Spirit has no fingers, no body. God is a spirit. He is a spirit. He can be anywhere he wants. He can be in China right now talking to somebody while he's talking to me right now. And he's talking to you, by the way, because he has to be in communication with both you and me in a moment called preaching. If, it's, if he's not in communication, the preaching's just washed. It's just dead. It's over. He has to be working. 
Oh, I love this. Cumbered with humanity, Christ could not be in every place personally. Therefore, it was for their high, our interest that, G- that Jesus should go to the Father and send the Spirit to be his successor on earth. No one could then have any advantage because of his or her location or personal contact with Christ. Now, here it goes. By the Spirit, the Savior would be accessible to all. In this sense, he would be nearer to us than if he had not ascended on high. Jesus said, hey, listen, I am so close to you now. I'm with you 24-7. How could that be? Lord, you're up there interceding for me. That's fine. I'm doing it through the friend I sent to you. Because whenever the Holy Spirit shows up, you know, you don't feel the Spirit. You feel Jesus. You sense that Jesus is right in the room right now when I'm praying. That's what he does for a living. My. King James calls him your comforter. The NIV calls him your advocate. The message calls him your friend. No wonder the gift of the Holy Spirit is such a big deal to Jesus. In fact, once upon a time, Jesus tells a very provocative story. And I'm going to share that story with you. Unbelievable. I, you know what I wish I had? I wish I had a YouTube, YouTube clip of Jesus praying. Of course, back in those days, it would have to be black and white. It couldn't be in color. It would have to be black and white back then. And it wouldn't have sound, so it would be silent. It'd be like those silent, you know, jerky movies. Silent. That's what it would be. But we would see Jesus. His lips would be moving. We could tell he, there's something on his face. He's in communion with the God of the universe, his Father. And suddenly, real jerky, they come into the picture because these are the disciples. They come and surround him, and one is apparently the spokesman. He begins to be... That's exactly what's happening right here. Uh, the only other text we're going to look at here is Luke chapter 11. Take a look at this. The provocative story begins with Jesus in prayer. Luke chapter 11. You got your Bible there? Luke chapter 11. Verse 1. Okay? Luke 11, verse 1. Oh, sure enough, Jesus is praying. Verse 1, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to have that picture. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, obviously the man of all tiptoed in, and they're listening in. When he's finished, one of them, a, a, one of the appointed spokesmen, said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. <laughs> Jesus gets up, dusts off his knees because he's outdoors, and he says, okay, I will. I'm going to give you a prayer. It's simple but profound, and I want you to pray this prayer whenever you want. And it goes like this. In fact, say it with me. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, you're going to have people. If you haven't had them yet, they'll come up to you and they'll say, you know what the problem, I, I listen to your praying and you're always says, you ask for this. Give me this, give me this, give me this. Your prayers should not have petitions in them. They should just say, oh God, what a joy it is to be in your presence. I love you. That's the way you should pray. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Do you know that this model prayer has seven petitions in it? Seven. Count them. Okay. Our Father which art in heaven, no petition there. Hallowed be thy name. Oh, that's a, that's a petition. I want your name to be glorified. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Oh, I want your kingdom to come. Thy will be done. Oh, I want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. Oh, there's number four. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation. But there's number seven. Deliver us from evil. 
Now back to praise. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Seven petitions. Count them. Jot that down, will you? Seven petitions. Really, you know what? You see what's on the screen there? That's in your study guide. Apparently, God really loves it when we ask. Put it in all caps, will you? When we ask Him for what we like, for what we want, and for what we need. It's a big deal to God. Seven petitions. And then he tells us, now here comes this provocative, here comes this provocative uh, story. And it's really, shh, it's really a story not about the Lord's Prayer. It's a story about the Holy Spirit. Here we go. Verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend. Well, I hope you have a friend. If you don't have a friend, like Pastor Sabine said, get into a grow group. You'll find friends. You'll make friends fast. Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and you say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. I tell you what, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Yo, I just, look it, I just went to the pantry, no bread. I went downstairs, no bread. There is no bread in the house and I can't let my friend go to bed without some bread in his tummy. Do you have bread? That's what's happening here, Right? And by the way, in the New King James, I love this. In the New King James, he's saying, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, until he wakes, wakes his friend up. I have nothing. Boy, that's a big deal. In fact, I wish you'd jot it down before we finish this story. Because guess what? It is only when we realize we have nothing that we are ripe and ready for the something that God has for us. You have to feel you have nothing, or you won't ask for this gift. He's building up to a gift, but you won't ask for it if you don't feel that you have nothing and you can't. You can't feed yourself. Until you know that, you won't ask. I have nothing. Wow. Verse 7. And suppose... So this guy's ringing the doorbell, right? Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong. And suppose... I love this. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. You'll wake us up. Well, the guy's yelling loud enough to wake everybody in the house up inside the house. But you know what's happening? That's what they did back in the Jesus day. The children slept all around mom and dad. Go figure. I can't get up and give you anything. And now here comes, here comes the punchline. Hold on. Verse 8. I tell you, Jesus says to his disciples, even though that neighbor will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Would you write that down, please? Because of your shameless... Oh, only the new NIV has this. And it's just so choice. Because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Do you know what shameless audacity is? Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. I'm not letting you go to sleep. Ding dong, ding dong. That's shameless audacity. I have, I have nothing. I have to have bread. That's shameless audacity. And that's what Jesus is talking about. And oh boy, he says, now, let me just drive this home. Verse 9, so I say to you, red words, red letters, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Keep going. Which of you daddies, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake? Are you kidding? You would? No. <laughs> Verse 12, or if he asks for an egg, you would give him a scorpion? Are you kidding? Verse 13, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? 
Isn't that amazing? The whole Lord's Prayer and the parable is all leading up to that last line. Mercy. And by the way, you, you want to talk about this gift of the Holy Spirit? Do you understand what kind of a gift this is? Let me just run this by you. Check this out. Let me put the Desire of Ages on the screen again. This promised blessing of the Holy Spirit, claimed by faith, brings all other blessings in its train. You ever seen a locomotive? It has an engine and it has it long. Some of these trains, when our kids were young, we'd sit there and count them. Must have been 500 cars. We've been here all day. Doesn't it feel like that? This is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, when He shows up, all, all, brings all other blessings in its train. It is given according to the riches of the grace of Christ, and He is ready to supply every soul according to the capacity to receive. Every other blessing you can think of is wrapped up in the blessing of the Holy Spirit. But hold on. It gets even better than this. Watch this. Next quotation. On the screen, please. Ellen White, with the reception of this gift, the Holy Spirit, all other gifts would be ours, for we are to have this gift according to the plenitude of the riches of the grace of Christ, and He's ready to supply every soul according to our capacity to receive. Hey, listen, guys, are you getting the magnitude of this? Look, I'm flying this by you. I understand that. But this is huge. I mean, this would be like, this would be like, uh, do you see these, do you see these, these uh, crazy commercials, 30-minute commercials, just one commercial all the way through? If you buy this, if you buy this, okay? And near the end, if you notice what they always do, near the end. And by the way, if you buy it today, we're throwing in five cutlery knives. We're throwing in a parrot peeler. A parrot, did I say parrot? I meant carrot. Yeah. Because if you get a parrot peeler, you're in trouble with the law. You cannot, you, you cannot peel parrots. But if you do, yeah, you got it right now. It's carrots. Guys, please, it's carrot peeler. Look, you've seen these things. Because they're always, hey, you get this. You, we're going to give you all of this. But Jesus promise, Jesus promise is like Macy's. You ever go shop at Macy's? Yeah. Jesus promises at Macy's. You see one gift there. You see one gift. And you go to it. And, and you say, I want this gift. And good news today. Pshh, streamers come down. Because you chose this gift, we're giving you everything else in this Macy's store to boot. You get it all right now. Wouldn't you shop at Macy's? <laughs> That's what Jesus is saying. I got one gift that with that gift, it brings all of the gifts. What kind of gifts are you talking about? I'm talking about the gift of forgiveness for a guilty conscience. What kind of gift are you talking about? I'm talking about the gift of peace for a fearful heart. What are you talking about? Do I, I'm talking about the gift of purity for a life that is struggling. What are you talking about? Every gift in the universe. I'm talking about the gift of honesty for one who struggles with integrity. Every gift that you can, every blessing you can think of, you get it with that one gift. So why ask for a hundred gifts if you can have one gift that will give you the hundred? Man, Jesus, isn't this something? What an offer you have made to us, Lord. And oh, by the way, you need to see this. The actual Greek here in Luke eleven thirteen, it's on the screen for you. This is actually how Luke, Dr. Luke wants it to read. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who, it's continuous, keep on asking. So write in the word continually, because that's what Jesus is saying. If you would just continually ask me, I will give you this gift that brings all other gifts with it. One gift, and you get all the rest. If, 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 if you continually ask me. Now, what's up with that? Well, you have to be a daddy to know this one. And I'm a daddy. 
<laughs> you have to be a daddy. I remember when Kirk was five years old, and he's the father of our granddaughter, Ella. When he was five years old, Kirk figured it out that in October, in preparation for the Christmas season, Toys R Us. You ever heard of Toys R Us? Toys R Us would put a flyer in the Sunday paper. Kirk figured it out. So every Sunday I'd be there, you know, looking bad, but just reading my newspaper. And Kirk would come up and say, Hey, Daddy, is there a Toys R Us? I said, Kirk, I do believe there's one here. Yeah, hey, take it, bub. So he'd take it. He raced down to his room. A few minutes later, Kirk, I could hear his footsteps coming. Boom, 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 boom. He's coming down the hall. And he said, Daddy, Daddy, I was, this is something else. <laughs> I have been wanting this for Christmas. I have been wanting this for Christmas for a long time. I said, you have, Kirk? Give me a high five, buddy. Good. Thank you. And he'd leave. Next week, Sunday, another Sunday paper. There'd be another Toys R Us flyer in it. You guessed it. Kirk would be there. Daddy, can I get the, uh, can I get the Toys R Us? You bet. You can have it. Down to his room. Silence down there. I'd be waiting. Now this time, bum, 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 and he is hyperventilating. <sighs> daddy, daddy, look, look, look. All my life I have been wanting this. Do you understand? I said, Kirk, I never, I didn't know. Well, where have I been? How much of the time you and I are like a five-year-old with a Toys R Us flyer stuck in the Sunday paper. God, I got to have this today. I, all my life I've been wanting this guy. says, well, okay, yeah, you go ahead and have it. Five days later, five days later, I don't even remember ever breathing a need for that. How many times have I said, God, this time it's really true. I need it. Jesus says, no, 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 no. You're evil. As a parent, you give good gifts, but you're bright. You don't give a gift every time your child asks for a gift. What do you do? You listen. You listen. How intense is that? How many times has he asked for this? How many times has she said, oh, daddy, she throws her arms around your neck and just melts your heart, oh, daddy, I have to have this. You're measuring that as a parent, not because you're a grumpy old parent and you're hard to please and you just like sticking it to your kids. It's because you're waiting to see, is this really what he wants? And so Jesus says, if you're going to ask for the Holy Spirit, you ask continually. You just ask again and again. Shameless audacity. You just keep ringing my doorbell. It's not that I'm not hearing you. I'm hearing you. I'm listening to you. But I want to know, do you really want this gift? That's what's happening. He's not being a meanie. Nope. You just continually show me that shameless audacity. Audacity for what? For the Holy Spirit. What's up with that gift? Because with that gift, you get every other gift, every other gift in the universe you have. So you've got to ask for the right gift. And this is it. Continually. Ask me. Again and again and again. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's why this little book, this has really driven this home to me. I've prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit before, and you probably have too. You probably did it at the age of eight, and maybe you did it, you heard your folks do it, and you did it at the age of 15 or whatever. But the deal is, and this is where I've just missed it. I haven't just, I haven't kept coming back. I haven't kept coming back and sh with shameless audacity saying, I have to have it. I have to have it today. I please, Father, that gift that brings all other gifts. That's what clicked with me. I got to keep asking. I mean, Jesus himself models this when he's here. Watch this on the screen. 
Ellen White, morning by morning, Jesus communicated with his Father in heaven, receiving from him daily a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every day, morning by morning, best time of the day to ask, morning by morning, every day. Isn't that amazing? Here's a little book, Acts of the Apostles, also on the screen. To the consecrated follower of Jesus, there is wonderful consolation in the knowledge that even Christ, during his life on earth, sought his Father daily for fresh supplies of needed grace. Hey, listen, guys, this is not rocket science. But if, help me, help me out here, if our Lord, the Messiah, himself desperately needed morning by morning to plead for this gift that brings all other gifts with it. If he needed it, wouldn't you say, big time, we need it too? Come on. That's the point. Morning by morning, Father, please, today, give me that baptism today. So what would happen if you and I, every day, we asked, ding dong, I'm here again. I need that again. I need what you have, please, today. Knowing that every time, every time the Holy Spirit shows up, He's bringing Jesus to me. He's bringing Jesus to you. The presence and the power, the power in that one gift. And by the way, when you get Jesus every day, you have more than you'll ever want and everything you'll ever need. So shouldn't we start asking? Shouldn't we be asking morning by morning? One more quotation. One more quotation. Christ Object Lessons. There's a bonus to this asking. This is cool. Christ Object Lessons on the screen for you. Our prayers are to be as earnest and persistent as, as was the petition of the needy friend who asked for loaves at midnight. The more earnestly and steadfastly we ask. Now, here it comes. The closer. Write that in. The closer will be our spiritual union with Christ. Get this. The more you ask, the closer you grow. The more you ask, the closer you grow. And when you have a little child and that child throws his arms or her chubby little arms around your neck, you're just loving the asking part. You're just loving the asking part. And that's why the Father loves it when you just keep coming back. Come to me again. Tell me what you need. Tell me what you want. The, the more you ask, the closer you grow. The more you ask, the closer you grow. Wow. Hey, I don't know what's happening to America these days. I'm really concerned for my homeland. I'll just be honest with you. I've never seen Washington so utterly confused and uncertain. Never. Hurricane Harvey, by the way, they're now saying may end up ravaging this nation's economy more than Hurricane Katrina and Hurricane Sandy combined. Combined. It's like everything is ratcheting up. It just keeps ratcheting up. What's going on? Why, what, what's, why is all this ratcheting up happening? Politics, ratcheting down, ratcheting down. What's going on? Racially, we are witnessing hate speech and moral fracturing, the likes of which nobody remembers. Where's all this leading this country to, I wonder? 
North America, South America, Russia, Asia, Africa, Europe, Australia. There is nowhere on this planet that we can turn today and find a solution. Everybody's in this blue funk, and it's getting worse. And in a few weeks, by the way, the leaders of our own faith community will gather outside Washington, D.C. to struggle with the unity and the future of our own world church. What is happening to us? Where is all this leading? My dear friends, that old spiritual is absolutely true if we ever needed the Lord before. We sure do need Him now. Amen. And I believe this, I believe this German, I got to tell you a little something about this. So I'm tweeting on this last night and I'm sending out the, I'm sending out the book to anybody that wants it. So I'm tweeting on this and uh, a guy tweets back. So we're ta I'm talking about now Helmut Haubiel, the German, he's a retired pastor. So I get this tweet back and listen to this. I've met people who told me that the author, Helmut Haubiel, is the closest to a saint they have ever met, modern-day Enoch, they said. That man, when you pick up the book, I promise you, something is there. Something in simple English is there. It's not something. It's someone who is saying, this is the time because I'm running out of time. I need you to be baptized with me. The church is a mess. We'll never figure it out without a baptism with the Spirit. Morning after morning, Jesus pleaded for a fresh baptism of the Spirit. Shall we not? Shall we not join Him? Come on. Shall we not? Okay. This is it. I promise you this book, and I'm going to give it to you right now. All right? In fact, you can download it. Put the PDF on the screen, please. You can download it. You can download this book in one split second. Before we sing the Lord's Prayer together, you will have this on your phone. We did it in staff. Somebody found it. Boom, boom, boom. It's on my phone now. There it is on the screen. The choir, I don't know if you can sing that, but it's all, oh, by the way, it's in the study guide. Discipleshipcourse.org, www.discipleshipcourse.org. And while we're speaking, the book is downloading. It's, it's a short little book, six chapters, six chapters. Look. And by the way, you get a PDF, which means these pictures from Europe, beautiful color pictures. You'll get all of those as they look in my book. So you see this, you see this website you see down in the lower left corner? That's this book right here. That's this book. So you click on with your cursor. You just click on that, and in 2.5 seconds, the book is with you. You have the book. So you can start reading it. If you read a chapter a week, a little bit every day, in six weeks, you'd be, you would be so blessed. You, if, you read a, if, if you just want to read a chapter, chapter a day and do it all in one week, in six days, you'll have it. Call somebody up. No kidding. Call somebody up and say, hey, listen, let's, let's do this together. I know you're there and I know that I'm here, but let's just read. Let's just read a few paragraphs because when we read this together as a staff, there's a dynamic when somebody's reading with you and you're stopping and you're reflecting and I saw it happening on Monday. Don't read this alone if you don't have to. Find somebody that'll read it with you. Everybody here can have this book. House of Prayer, 7 o'clock in the morning, we're here. House of Prayer, 7 o'clock in the evening, that's this Wednesday, we're right here. My friend Lucas, bless his heart, is shipping us some books. My new friend from British Columbia. 
Why? Because these books that are free are telling a truth that is costly. And it's a truth we need to know. Think of what would happen. Think of what would happen if 100 people, 100 people at Andrews University were every morning... I'm talking about the administration. That would be the third floor. I'm talking about every dorm. I'm talking about the seminary. Every floor. 100 people, just 100, every morning were pleading with God, I need the Spirit all over today. Baptize me. Think what would happen. Think what would happen. John Wesley said, give me a hundred men who love nothing but God and hate nothing but sin and seek only the glory of God and I'll turn the world upside down. One hundred. One hundred. With all the earnestness I can muster, I'm begging you. I'm not asking you. I'm begging you for the sake of God and His kingdom. Ask for this gift every day until Jesus comes. Until Jesus comes.